Former First Lady Michelle Obama said, uh, and this, you know, obviously was very significant. She's, yeah. she's raising some alarm bells as far as 2024 is concerned. She says she's terrified, her word, terrified about the election. Listen to this. What's going to happen in this next election? I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter. Who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit. It affects us in ways that sometimes I think people take for granted. Very stark warning from her about the challenges that Democrats face coming up in November. Uh, yeah, look, she's never been shy about these kinds of things. And it also, uh, don't forget that her husband, Barack Obama, recently met with Joe Biden and gave some advice about what he ought to do with his campaign. That is maybe move some of the people from the White House to the campaign. And so I think, you know, uh, this is a couple that talks to each other. And I think you can presume that they both feel the same way. They're looking at the same polls that we're looking at. They're looking at the fact that he's losing a lot of key constituencies, like younger voters uh, and, and Hispanic voters. And so I think she's speaking her truth, as we say, and she's not shy about it. We bring Ashley Allison into this conversation. She's a former Obama White House senior policy advisor. It's not just uh, the former first lady raising these alarm bells as far as Democrats are concerned. Uh, the Democratic congressman from South Carolina, Jim Clyburn, as we just heard in that report, he says he's also very concerned about black voters simply not showing up to vote this time. What do you think? Well, look, we know black voters resurrected Joe Biden's campaign in the primary in the state of South Carolina with the help of Mr. Clyburn. We also know Joe Biden can't win without a large historical number of black voters turning out for elections like they did in 2020. People say this all the time, but I'm not sure they actually believe it in their actions speak to this. Black folks are not a monolith. And so Older black voters may feel one way about a certain issue. Younger black millennial voters may feel a certain way. I don't, there are some black voters that will vote for Donald Trump. I don't think that the risk is that 50% of black voters vote for Donald Trump, but not showing up is just as much a vote for Donald Trump. And so when we hear the former first lady say that, we all remember the day Donald Trump watched and many of us were devastated and had to go back to the White House the very next day and listen to the president address us in the Rose Garden. And then we lived four years of his presidency and saw some of the egregious policies that he implemented that really did hurt black people. Um, and so the risk, I think the terrifying nature that we all sense is can we endure another four years of Donald Trump? And I, I don't want to have to. And so the campaign is going to have to speak and convince those black voters to show up. That was one of the reasons, I'm sure, why uh, President Biden was in South Carolina Absolutely. today, uh, as we all saw. You know, Scott Jennings, Nikki Haley has been dealing with the fallout from her comments about the Civil War, but now Donald Trump is contending with his own really controversial comments on that subject, as well as several other key subjects. I want you and our viewers to watch this. I love studying the... Uh, if you take a look, I mean, the wars, I don't know what it is. The Civil War was so fascinating, so horrible. I know it very well. I know the whole process that they went through, and they just couldn't get along. And that would have been something that could have been negotiated, and they wouldn't have had that problem. John McCain, for some reason, couldn't get his arm up that day. Remember? He goes that like that. That was the end of that. Crooked Joe is staging his pathetic 
fear-mongering campaign event in Pennsylvania today. Did you see him? He was stuttering through the whole thing. He's going, uh, I've got a, he's a threat to democracy. He's a threat to de, de, democracy. Wow. They ought to release the J6 hostages. They've suffered enough. They ought to release them. I call them hostages. Some people call them prisoners. I call them hostages. Uh, they uh, are not hostages. Hostages are individuals who were at a music festival and were grabbed by terrorists and taken to Gaza or their family members. Uh, these are people who uh, either decided to plead guilty to crimes or were convicted in a courtroom of crimes. They're not hostages, clearly. Right, Scott? Yeah, uh, I think the most egregious thing he said there was about calling these people hostages. I know it's become fashionable on the right to refer to them that way. But you said it, Wolf. These people uh, are going through the criminal justice process. Some have been convicted. Some pled guilty. Some are uh, still going to trial. Uh, but what happened that day was horrible. These people are not hostages. I know people and you know people who were in the Capitol that day who feared for their lives. It was a terrible day. But this is obviously, uh, he thinks, going to be motivating for his political uh, base. I will just tell you, I personally think it's extremely limiting for him politically because there's a whole bunch of independents and even some Democrats who are not happy with Joe Biden, but don't want to have anything to do with the idea of uh, whitewashing January 6th or calling these people hostages or trying to claim something happened that day uh, that is different than what we all saw with our own eyes. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, thank you very, very much.